Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We kind of have the headphones all twisted up, so give me a moment while I fix this. All right, I appreciate you for waiting. I got it all straightened out. It was tangled up. So you can join in on our discussion today at 702-650-5588 again. 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you to join in on our discussion today. It's 800-366-8883. Again, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website. Our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcast, I really encourage you to go to our website, again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our weekly radio ministry archives. Click onto it. Select the date that you like to listen. We have well over two years worth of wonderful radio broadcasts and discussions for you to listen to. It's always free on our watch. In addition to that, we are being archived on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, you can catch us on iTunes. Again, the gospel is free on our watch. Most of us have a cell phone. I strongly encourage you to lock in this number. That number is 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. You can listen to KKVV anytime. Um, we are at 1060 AM and we are at 100.1 FM, but you can listen by your cell phone. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now. So I've given you that information and um, we are going to have a great discussion today. So I want to get us prepared for that and you know I have a Greek word for you so the Greek word is mellow mellow m-e-l-o it comes out of Strong's number 3199 and it's spelled m-e-l-o m-e-l-o and the definition means to be an object of care to care to be concerned especially paying attention giving thought taking an interest And that's the Greek word that we have. So 
Some of you may not know, but November is National Family Caregivers Month. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that and then get into our topic. So um, there's an acronym, C-A-N, which is CAN. It stands for Caregiver Action Network. So I want to be able to give you some information. And if you look at our website under Health, Wellness, and Recovery Resources, you will see that November is National Family Caregivers Month. And under there, there will be a link for you to go to to get a lot of information. So I want to uh, give you that website. It's www.caregiveraction.org. Again, www.caregiveraction.org. So it will be the word care, the word giver, the word action, all lowercase and no spacing, .org. And I really encourage you to look at the toolbox. And there's a lot of different topics under there. And as a family, you need to look at those. And you really need to go through all of them to make sure that you are equipped and prepared, especially in a season called now. There's some interesting statistics. 29% of the U.S. population, that would be some 65 million Americans are caregivers in some way. According to the U.S. Labor Department, over 40 million Americans aged 15 or older provide unpaid care to the elderly alone. Can you imagine age 15 or older? provide uncare, un, unpaid care to the elderly alone. Now, I want to give you uh, some tips, and then we'll get into our topic. Uh, Ten tips to family caregivers. Number one, seek support from other caregivers. You are not alone. Take care of your own health so that you can be strong enough to take care of your loved one. Accept offers of help and suggest specific things people can do to help you. Learn how to communicate effectively with doctors. Caregiving is hard work, so take respite breaks often. Respite means basically take a time out. Breathe. Watch out for signs of depression, and don't delay getting professional help when you need it. Be open to new technologies that can help you care for your loved ones. Organize medical information so it's up-to-date and easy to find. Make sure legal documents are in order. Give yourself credit for doing the best you can in one of the toughest jobs there is. So, I wanted to recognize those who are caregivers because a lot of times they do not get recognized and sometimes we don't recognize ourselves when we are in the position of giving care. So I think that is very important and I I hope that we consider that because um, the job is going to get tougher and you're going to find yourself having to give a lot more care. But it's important that we first care for ourselves. And the word instructs us to take everything to the Lord in prayer. So that's what we should do. Definitely his word instructs us to do that. So we are going to go over to 1 Timothy chapter 5. So again, we're going to go to 1 Timothy chapter 5. And... uh, 
We're going to start at chapter 1. But our topic for today is simply care. That is our topic for today, is care. So, again, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 5, and we are going to start in verse 1. Verse 1, and I'm in the New King James Version. The Word of God says this, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. Younger men as brothers. Verse 2. Older women as mothers. Younger women as sisters with all purity. Verse 3. Honor widows who are real widows. 4. But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. Five, now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Six, but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. Seven, and these things command that they may be blameless. Eight, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So we just looked at verses 1 through 8 in First Timothy chapter 5. So that's where we are going to uh, spend some time today. It's important that we understand in this particular text that this is instructions to be given to believers. This applies to believers. So especially we need to pay attention as we are in different roles in our family. I know that when I was born and came to this earth, I was placed in the family as a daughter and as a sister. And I know that when I leave this earth, I will be that. And that is something that I need to constantly work on and to perfect. Because, you know, it's important that uh, you understand that horizontally you're placed in the family. And the way you operate horizontally is a, a direct reflection how you operate vertically. Vertically is your relationship with God. And horizontally is how you operate in your family, uh, in your community, you know, with your friends, at your job, uh, in your house of worship. Uh, and it's important that you understand what God designed you to be in the role that you came in here. Now, subsequently, um, God has uh, elevated me to other roles. You know, I became a wife, uh, then I became a mother. Uh, I have uh, subsequently become a grandmother. Uh, so, you know, the the the, the progression is um, very uh, humbling. You know, to me, that God would select me to have 
uh, additional roles also, you know, to be his servant, uh, to be a servant of God. Uh, it, it is, it's humbling. Uh, it, it's, it's tremendous. It's, it's transformative and, uh, it will definitely go out to uh, all four corners of the earth and back. So I am, you know, excited for these assignments that he has given me, but these assignments are based on care. In each assignment, I have to really understand that care is quintessential and it is an element in every assignment. So we must be very mindful of that. It's not about when someone uh, gets sick. Sometimes we uh, seem to think that, well, that's the only time that it's really going to come to pass. It's, it's not true. You know, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, actually spent 30 years in preparation for a three-year ministry. Imagine that, 30 years of preparation, and he was God wrapped in flesh. But it was 30 years in preparation to actually do a ministry that was for three years. That impacts us for all eternity. But it didn't become public until the last three years of his life. To where people understood and recognized that name. His name. And look where we are now. It is the name that has all power. There's no name that has more power than his name. But the preparation. You know, I didn't become a wife until I was 23. I didn't become a mother until I was 28. I didn't become a grandmother until... I was 55. 55 years of preparation to become a grandmother. Just think about the years of preparation that Almighty God has assigned before we receive an assignment that's divine in nature. You know, so let's get back to looking at First uh, Timothy chapter 5, uh, verse 1. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about care. And we looked at 1 Timothy chapter 5 and went through verses 1 through 8. So we're going to go back. And we have to see here that we have to have the proper attitude towards men and women. And how they line up 
with God's heart. And God has a, a special place in his heart for widows. But he makes a distinction. And that's in verse 3. So let's uh look at verse 1 again. It says, Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father. As a father. And when we look at fathers, fathers are protectors. They are leaders. They are priests of their households. They are providers. They are commanded to love their wives as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ loved the church. They were created first. Fathers. And it says younger men as brothers. And then, as I told you, when I was born, I I was born a sister. So that denotes that I had a brother. So it has brother here, but, you know, sisters as well. And then says two older women as mothers, as mothers, mothers are nurturers. God didn't have to command us to love. We naturally love. Because when God looked down at Adam as he was in the garden of Eden, he said it wasn't good for him to be alone. And he put him in a deep sleep. Conducted the first surgery with spiritual anesthesia and took a rib from him. Closed him up. There was no evidence of a scar. And used that rib to form Eve, his suitable helpmate. So God saved the best gift, the last for Adam, by presenting him with Eve who he knew upon seeing her instantly was for him and from him. And he named her Eve, which denotes the mother of all living things. How exquisite was that? And mothers can carry children in their wombs to replenish the earth and that we were already blessed because we were created by God and then from there it says be fruitful and multiply but we were already blessed by the mere fact that we were created by him and created in his image Older women as mothers. 
and it says the younger women as sisters. With all purity. Then verse 3, it says, honor widows who are really widows. Now, the Bible commentary tells me here, in verse 3, Paul wanted Christian families to be as self-supporting as possible. He insisted that children and grandchildren take care of the widows in their families. And we see, verse 4, But if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents. Well, we know when we go back over to Exodus. And I'm going to go to Exodus 20. And we look at the Ten Commandments. And we start looking at them closely. So I'm going to go over there. And we look at verse 12. We go to Exodus 20. And we go to verse 12. And the word of God says, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Out of the Ten Commandments, that is the only one that comes with a promise. This is the first commandment with a promise attached. To live in peace for generation in the promised land. The Israelites would need to respect authority and build strong families. But what does it mean to honor parents? Partly it means speaking well of them and politely to them. It also means acting in a way that shows them courtesy and respect. But not to obey them if this means disobedience to God. It means following their teaching and example of putting God first. Parents have a special place in God's sight. Even those who find it difficult to get along with their parents are still commanded to honor them. And that was uh, an additional commentary in reference to Exodus 20 verse 12. So we see that it shows up again here. Where we're looking at verse 4. It says, if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and to repay their parents, for this is good and acceptable before God. It's in harmony what's in Exodus 20, verse 12. Care. We're talking about care today. And when we're caregivers... 
It honors God tremendously. And we know that obedience is better than sacrifice. Because who would we be obedient to? We would be obedient to God. And especially looking at Exodus 20 and verse 12, it comes with the promise when we honor our mothers and our fathers. And especially here, when we're looking at First Timothy chapter 5 and looking at verse 4, it says even grandchildren You, you you honor God by caring for the widow. And it says, a real widow. Because, you know, you have to understand, this is the Apostle Paul talking Christian ethics here. And how it pertains to Christian families. Those who are believers. Those who say that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. Not just saying it, but also intentionally following Him. Their walk and their talk line up. There's a demonstration of their faith. There's a demonstration of their obedience. And it's active and it's continuous. It's not just because they pick and choose what they want to follow in God's word. No. It's not a debate here. It's a command. And commands are acted upon. There's always action following a command. They trust in God's word. And when you trust in God's word, you're going to demonstrate his word. It's important. Are we teaching and demonstrating care in our homes with each other? For one another. Honor. Courtesy. Respect. Unconditional. Love. And love doesn't keep score. It's patient. It's kind. It's long-suffering. And love forgives a multitude of sin. It's important that we are modeling Christ. And we know how our Lord and Savior felt about his mother. And how he cared for women and loved women and respected them. He even rebuked the church for not doing what they were supposed to do, especially concerning the widow. 
a widow has a special honor and a seat at God's table. And we ought to be really mindful how we treat them. Because the universe will bear witness. God is watching. He sees all and knows all. And it's not too late for us to seek forgiveness from the Lord if our treatment hasn't been as it should. That there is a gift called repentance that is available to us. That we can get back up and get in line. Because we must instruct our children as well as our grandchildren. How are they going to know how to do something? It's important. Now, in verse 5, it says, Now she who is really a widow... Now that comes up again. You see that in verse 3? And then you see it repeated again in verse 5. Again, now she who is really a widow, comma, and left alone, comma, trust in God. So it's not that it's a past tense. It's a continuing thing. Trust. In God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. Now, obviously, a widow has some attributes. She trusts in God. And she continues in supplications and prayer. She is constant in communication with God. He is still guiding her, caring for her, and she doesn't doubt his love and care and protection and recognition of her. There's no doubting here. It's demonstration of faith. And she is not complaining that she is a widow. Because she understands that God is there for her. She is a light. She is a beacon. She is strong and resolute in her faith. She's a teacher, an encourager. An exhortor. She understands her assignment. And because she honored her marriage vows, God will honor her. So, looking back over some more commentary... says in verse 4 
he suggested that younger widows remarry and start new families. He ordered the church not to support lazy members who refused to work. Nevertheless, when necessary, the believers pooled their resources. They gave generously to help disaster-ridden churches. They took care of large number of widows. The church has always had limited resources and has always had to balance financial responsibility with generosity. It only makes sense for members to work as hard as they can and be as independent as possible so they can adequately care for themselves and for less fortunate members. When church members are both responsible and generous, everyone's needs will be met. The church, the ecclesia, the called out ones. The church is made up of a body of believers. We're not talking about the worship center where you go meet. We're talking about the people, the family. Because there were no pensions during this time, no social security, no life insurance, and a few honorable jobs for women, widows were usually unable to support themselves. The responsibility for caring for the helpless naturally falls first on their families, the people whose lives are most closely linked with theirs. Paul stresses the importance of each family caring for the needs of its widows and not leaving it for the church. The church can then care for those widows who have no families. A widow who has no children or other family members to support her was doomed to poverty. From the beginning, the church took care of its widows, who in turn gave valuable service to the church. The church should support those who have no families and should also help the elderly, young, disabled, ill, or poverty-stricken with their emotional and spiritual needs. Other families who are caring for their own helpless members have heavy burdens. They may need extra money, a listening ear, a helping hand, or a word of encouragement. Interestingly, excuse me, interestingly, those who are helped often turn around and help others, turning the church into more of a caring community. Don't wait for people to ask. Take the initiative and look for ways to serve them. Care. We're talking about care today. And care starts in the home. Charity begins at home. And charity is another word for love. Care is a demonstration of love. It's not enough to say it. Love is intentional. There has to be a demonstration of it. And when it's agape love, that's the highest form of love. That's a sacrificial love. Care is the byproduct of that. Think about that. A widow was a wife. 
And it's a strong possibility that she had children of this union. And from those children, grandchildren came. But there are those who don't have anyone. But I'm sure that these women helped care for people. Encourage people. You know, cook for people. Had a listening ear. Was there when someone had to bury a loved one. And supported the family. Made intercession. Went down on their knees. And prayed for the things that they needed. Provided spiritual care. Shared the word of God. Encouraged them in the word of God. Stuck by them. Stood by them. Hugged them. Was a kind smile. Was a tender touch. Shared their testimony. To offer encouragement. And empathy. For those. Who had recently become widows. Made sure that they were. Looked after. It's a glorious thing. To care. It should be contagious. It should be spreading through our families like wildfire. That we can catch fire with the manifestation of care. It's a spiritual thing. It's a divine thing. And we all have the capability to offer some type of comfort and care. And the more that we get involved and practice. Because discipleship will become a way of life. You won't just go to a couple of things where the believers get together. It will be a continuous way of life for you. So that's the way care has to be. Continuous, perpetual, without cease. It's important. See, there has to be a distinction between what believers look like and those who don't believe. And it's what we do. And we don't need to be forced, to be bullied, to be taken to court, to be shamed, to be ridiculed, to care. If all that has to be happened for you to be threatened 
to care. Then, how could the Holy Spirit be residing in you? He is the comforter. He is the helper. That's what care looks like. Help and comfort. That's the distinction between what believers look like and non-believers. It's in us. We do it because we love to honor God. It's important. It's who we are. That's what makes us peculiar. It's part of what makes us a royal priesthood. It's because we do love and care for our own. And we have more than enough left over to care for others. When we go over to Romans 15 and I'm going to start about verse 1 and go down and the word of God says this verse 1 we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples of the weak and not to please ourselves verse 2 let each of us please his neighbor for his good leading to edification 3 for even Christ did not please himself, but as good, excuse me, let me repeat that, verse 3. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another, according to Christ Jesus. Six, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Seven, therefore receive one another, just as Christ also received us, to the glory of God. Amen. He said he is the God of patience and comfort. And that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. It's lining up. Patience. Comfort. Care. We're supposed to bring all our cares to Him. But we are commanded as He was commanded by His Father 
so much so that he is the God of patience and comfort. Aren't we not commanded to give that same level of patience and comfort that he has given us? Especially in our own families? Verse 6, I'm going back to 1 Timothy chapter 5. Verse 6, but she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. Pretty self-explanatory there. 7, and these things command that they may be blameless. 8, but if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You have to get that in your spirit, men and women of God. I'm going to read verse 8 again. But if anyone does not provide for his own, comma, and especially for those of his household, comma, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. commentary says in reference about verse 8 healthy homes remain the best possible training environment for children when it comes to caring for relatives and honoring parents children take most of their cues by watching how mom and dad honor the grandparents if our children see that we as parents care for our parents they will understand the importance of such honor for us in the future. Healthy, practical honor becomes a priceless gift that one generation gives to another. Disrespect and lack of care provide harmful examples that will eventually turn on us. The warning in the verse is ominous indeed. We will have to give an account for what we do and what we don't do. We will have to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And he's the Lord and Savior to the whole world. He died for our sins so that we may have eternal fellowship with him, that we can live in eternity with him. We will not be able to be an accuser at that time. We will not be able to point our finger and say, well, so-and-so did this. This is why I did that. Because he's going to say, I taught you how to love. We have a duty, an obligation as believers to train up our children and teach them well. It begins at home. It does not matter what's going on outside of your home, around the corner from your home. 
down the street. That should not influence you. As a believer, you have the word of God to rely on. From Genesis to Revelation. There are difficulties in families. And they need to be addressed. But you want to give the right response. Because you're going to have to give an account. Don't let anybody cheat you out of your inheritance. Don't let anyone cause you to choose sin over love. When you become a believer, when you become in relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you will have the Holy Spirit that will take up residence in you. He is the comforter. He is the helper. He is the agent of regeneration. Resurrection is possible for us to die in one life and live forever in the next as a believer, as a born again Christian. Now, there's work that has to be done. But consider it an honor to honor your mother and your father for your days will be long. It comes with a promise. In Exodus 20, verse 12, it comes with a promise when you do that. A promise from who? God Almighty. The creator of all Earth, heaven, everything. That's who it comes from. You ought to consider that. Who else can guarantee that? Who else can offer you that? Care is a divine gift that will pay dividends for generations to come. It's an honor to be able to do something for someone that's considered grand in the eyes of God. We have a real opportunity here, men and women of God, to care. And Jesus, King Jesus, is the most caring person that ever existed. And we have the Holy Scriptures, to see how much care that he gave. He gave so much, he gave his life. 
for all of us. It is truly a lesson well learned. And we ought to get it in a season called now. Mothers, teach your children well. Fathers, teach your children well. We thank the widows who are still loving and honoring and following Christ that they have not let their new assignment cut them off. So I thank all the widows out there who are still living a godly life. And thank you for your friendship, for your testimony, for your faithfulness. We have an opportunity to care and to be the family that God has called us to be. And we can't be that. Unless we're able to demonstrate care intentionally. Because we want to. Because we want to be obedient. We love you. Save the lost at all costs. And talk to you next week. Have a blessed one. Bye bye. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit field, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 302 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, And don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.